There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. A good day to you all. Morning, evening, afternoon, wherever it may be, whatever time it is in your neck of the woods. Thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Eric Egan. This is the latest edition of the Speak Easy with Eric Egan podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here today. Um, I, I got to we're working through some of the the not so fun themes to talk about, and I'm going to jump right into that in, in just a moment because we can't ignore this stuff. It's important that we do address it because you can kind of hang your hat on the idea that sometimes things will go awry and there will be speed bumps when we're speaking. And as hard as it is to, to get up there and and confess your soul, am I right? Whether it's a a class you're teaching or or maybe just a a good impression you want to make. Things get in the way, unfortunately. So today's main topic is talking about dealing with the disinterested. Yeah, that does happen from time to time. I've I've experienced it myself. Odds are you where you are have as well. Um, before I jump in, though, real quick, guys, just want to say um, thank you. Thank you for the follows. Thank you for the reviews. I do ask that you continue to do that if you can. If it's possible, uh, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be amazing. It would mean so, so much to this guy. So I do appreciate that. And please follow me in, in all the happenings of the Speakeasy brand and podcast on my Instagram page, Speakeasy Egan. You can also email me with any interest or, or questions at speakeasyegan at gmail.com. All those ways are good ways to get in touch with yours truly. I love hearing from you. Insight, critiques, whatever it might be. Bring them at me. I'm here to grow. I want you guys to grow. But throughout that same process, I do as well. So that makes this whole product that much better. So back to the topic today, dealing with the disinterested. You know, where my mind is at for this particular concept, people are not always going to be on board with you. You think because they're in the room, and I've said this, they generally want you to do well. Well, the majority does. And, and there's truth to that. But there will be some people in there that will question you. Sometimes people are just contrary. Some of us are wired that way. It's not a bad thing. When you're speaking, it doesn't always go along with what you're hoping to get in the crowd. Am I right? Some others might have ulterior motives. Whatever that could be. They might not want you to do that well. They might have had a bad day and they're just not interested at the moment. Sometimes also you're in a fight to simply gain credibility with those who aren't like you. And what I mean by that is I've had people on the podcast and friends of mine who are teachers or instructors. They're trying to reach a lot of times young people who just have a different way of thinking. Or it could be flipped. If you're a student or you you are a young professional trying to trying to work your way in, man, you're you're in the hustle. You're trying to impress some established professionals. Maybe your CEO, maybe the boardroom, it's your one chance. So 
there's always going to be some conflicting people or feelings or just mantra in that room that I want you to keep in mind and just put it in your back pocket for when that does happen. It, it, it shouldn't take you off guard. It shouldn't catch you off guard. So this is, these are tools that will better prepare you. Uh, we're going to explore a few ways to grab people's attention. You know, it's not necessarily a system or, or a realistic expectation to win all of them over, but this will help you in getting them to listen to you a little bit longer. And who knows what can go from there? So it's not just snap your fingers and boom, everybody's dialed in and they're focused on you and their eyes are wide. Of course, that would be fantastic, but that's not realistic. What I'm going to do is give you a couple skills that when put into practice, they're great. How can I say this? Not weaponry or ammunition. There you go. That's where my head was. Uh, Just ammo to draw them in and to get their attention a little bit longer. So maybe you can plant a seed that flourishes. And when things may not have gone as you expected, uh, suddenly they took a turn in the right direction. So that's where we're at. Number one, how do we deal with disinterested? Use their names. People love to hear their names out loud. I think back to just being in school as a student you're out there, you're gazing out the window, or you're not paying attention, whatever might have your attention at the moment, you hear your name, immediately, you're locked back in. Sometimes it's just out of straight fear, but you're locked back in. Other times, if I'm speaking in front of people, and I've made that effort to to gain their trust at the beginning, the best I can, one of the first ways that I do that is saying their name and showing them how important they are to me, that they hear my message and that they are the reason why I'm in that room that day speaking. Also, the anticipation of hearing your name, for better or worse, will keep people locked in. Some people are like, oh, please don't say my name. Please don't say my name. But in that thinking, they're paying attention. And that's what we're going for. I, I want to reiterate what I just said. If you walk into a room, you're giving a speech the day of, learn people's names early and then use them often if possible. And it can be used to your advantage. I speak or I say that from experience. Another idea here, audience participation and dialogue. And I want you to think beyond just that simple question and answer session that people like to fall back on at the end of a presentation. But if you feel like what you're saying isn't landing, you get maybe an eye roll or maybe somebody's looking down at their phone. You hate to see that or hate to take that into account. But it can happen. Just be real, guys. Actively invite critiques. It's a whole lot of listening. It's a whole lot of remaining open to whatever's happening in the room. Ask them. Be upfront. Hey, is this working for you guys? Is this landing? Is is this making sense? I know I just covered. I know I just covered a whole lot in a little bit of time. I'm sort of paraphrasing something you might want to say. And then even pose this question. Ask them what they like. Ask them, do you agree with what I've just said? Is this something that you would do? Is this something that you could envision yourself putting into practice? Or if it's not, you know, offer up what should we do better? How, how can we as a group, you're talking to the room, how could we as a group navigate this in a way that we will come to a conclusion or a finish line that we can all be, that we can all feel good about? So it promotes audience involvement. And if you peel everything away, that is a critical, critical theme, a critical idea to, to reeling people back in and making sure that you, that you don't lose them in the room. Number three, make a prediction. This is pretty cool. By the time I'm finished, 
throw this out there. Say, by the time I'm finished, you'll have the plan to, and then you fill in the blank, you'll have the plan to increase your profit margins by 15 to 20% in the next six months or in the next quarter. Something like that. You get what I'm saying? Two things will happen out of this. Either they're all in and you got them and they're saying, they say, hey, okay, all right, prove it. Or they'll want to listen simply because they might want to prove you wrong. So, oh no, this this person doesn't, they don't know what they're talking about. I can't wait to see what they're going to throw out there this time. I'll emphasize it again. That's obviously not what you want. However, you can prove just you can prove somebody wrong in that moment. Making a prediction will get people, you'll have their attention. Maybe you didn't have it at all to start, and that's when you would use one of these skills. The next one, uh, four on my list, number four on my list, speak to the interest of the audience. This is so important. This requires planning and research ahead of time. Find out what they're interested in. Why are you there that day? Why are, why are you speaking to them? Because the client will want to know how whatever your message is, how it's going to affect them. So put yourself in their shoes. Simply approach everything you say with that in mind. And this is one of those instances where you might have a great point that you've been holding on to and, and framing up and practicing and, and polishing just so you could you know, throw it across the bow and, and really hammer it home because you feel strongly about it. You, you might want to hold off on it because I'll remind you, you're in that room to cater to your audience and you have to put their needs ahead of your own. So every word you say and message that you want to drive home and deliver before you start it or say it, ask yourself, how can they use this information? How will it benefit them? And when they receive it, what will they think? How will they want to put that in play or implement that into their own workflow or their own everyday life? Speak to the interest of the audience. The last one is I, I round this out for this episode. In name, it's simple. I made a note and I just called it be patient. And this is a situation that is, it's, it's in a setting outside of a formal speaking event. So don't sit here and think to yourself, I'm in a meeting, I'm in front of my boss and I have 30 minutes or I'm giving a PowerPoint presentation. Or I'm in a class, I teach bar, and I'm, I want to make a good impression, impression, excuse me, because I want my class to grow and I want people to refer more people to my class and I want to, you know, drive up my student base. Don't put your head there. Think of it as you are entertaining somebody. You're playing golf with them. You're out to dinner. You're having drinks at happy hour. Or maybe you're meeting for coffee in the middle of the day. Go to that scenario. Be patient. Establish a rapport. Whatever pitch you're trying to make, whatever you want to sell, they might not want to hear it. And they're certainly not going to want to hear it if you don't take the time or at least show that you want to take the time to learn about them and to really get a sense for what will please them, what will make them happy, what's important to them. Be patient. Establish that rapport, that back and forth. Just have a conversation. Learn what the client values is important. And then just show genuine interest in listening and learning. In today's day and age, everything is instant gratification and it's about me, me, me and posting a picture online and wanting all the clicks and the likes and the, the self-affirmation that we are good, we are beautiful, and we are loved. But when you share that wealth and you show someone that you, you do care, you're going to stand out. You're going to make a difference to them. And then you make your pitch. Guys, it, it might not even be that day. You might have to be with somebody three or four or more times to 
And you probably should, because if it's true trust that you're after, it's going to take some time. And if you don't win the deal, you will gain their respect. Maybe you'll gain a referral that will lead to bigger business down the line. You got to think of the long play here. It's not the first inning. It's a nine inning game. It's a long season, but it works. Okay, I want to stress just one more time, this isn't easy, and it's not a a foolproof plan. In some days, some days are better than others, and those other days, they're not always going to go well. I just want to remind you all, you're here because we've all sort of been through the ups and downs. Um, I made a career out of learning from my mistakes and building on them and reminding myself, and that's why I'm here to tell you the same thing, that failure is fine. It's only not when we don't learn from it and we don't better ourselves from it. We're going to feel those, those, those feelings in the pits of our stomach when we say to ourselves, oh my goodness, this, is, this could not be worse. And our heart is beating through our chest and our legs are heavy and, and your hands won't stop shaking. You'll get through it. And the next day will come. And it's always, it always feels worse on the inside than it does to the people, other people who are in the room and they're watching you and they're listening to you. And hey, maybe what, we, maybe what you say doesn't land with nine out of the 10 people in the room. But sometimes it only takes one. And that one person, take this to heart also, is just as important as the other nine combined. Because if you're willing to invest in that one, it will reap It will reap more down the road. Your benefits will expand exponentially. So take the time, just commit to it, and don't be hard on yourself. Just the fact that you're here listening and you're thinking about it and being open to the idea that, yeah, there will be some people in the room or maybe I'm going to go out on a brunch or breakfast, breakfast with someone who just doesn't really want to be there that day. And maybe they're there for a friend. You know, they're doing a favor. They're saying, yeah, I'll sit down with that person. That's okay. But putting some of these techniques into practice, they'll help you in the long run. That first time, maybe it doesn't happen. But the next time around, when someone is a bit contrary or, or you get the vibe from them that they'd rather be somewhere else, you'll start to win them over slowly but surely. Okay, everybody, thank you so much. As always, it is a pleasure of mine to speak to you. We're speaking easy. We're learning from our mistakes. We're, we're growing. And one way to do that as I go is this reminder, be confident, be memorable, and most importantly, just be you, be yourself. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.